Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who journeys with us these 40 days and sustains us with the gift of grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Lord God, our strength, the struggle between good and evil rages within and around us, and the evil and all the forces that defy you tempt us with empty promises. Keep us steadfast in your word, and when we fall, rise up again and restore us through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Now it's time for the children's message. Oh, come on. We're going to do it right here. We're, 
we don't need to sit today, we need to stand. Why? Because we're gonna move around. Victoria, do you know what the Pokemon are? You know Pikachu's a Pokemon, right? Yeah. Oh, we've seen the movie, we've seen the shows. Do you know the song to it? Uh, no. So, when I read the prompt for today, all I could think of was the Pokemon song. Because it says, I want to be the very best, like no one ever was. And that, you've got to catch them all. Uh, that seems like uh, a lot. Is, is being the very best hard work? Yeah. Well, let me bring you over here. Because this is why we needed this mic. Do you know what this water means? Can I put some on your head today? No? Do you want to put some on mine? I'll put some on babies. This water means that we just need to be our very best. Not everybody's very best. Okay. You can do that. But this water reminds us that God loves us as we are. And we can try our very best, but guess what? God still loves us no matter what happens. Can I have some? Do you want to give everybody else to remind them? Yeah. Do you think you need more than one finger? <laughs> there we go. So with this water, we're reminded that God loves us as we are. And we don't need to be anything super special or super hard to get to. We just need to try to be our best and remember that God loves us. And I'm going to pray as she brings around her blessings. Will you tell the kids that are the same on the radio that that's baptismal? Oh, it is baptismal water. that I forget sometimes that we're doing radio as well. Victoria is passing out baptismal water to remind everybody that they are... God's very best. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you so much for the sacrifice of your son, for letting us be as we are, beloved by you. Amen. Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, if you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly the angels came and waited on him. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated.
the version of the devil that we get in most contemporary literature, movies, uh, conversation, uh, costuming, is, is this caricature devil that is either red and has a tail and horns or uh, has a pitchfork. There's just a, a very stylized image of the devil that we have now. And pretty much no matter where you go around the world, there is a version of the devil. Even in the Bible, there are multiple versions of that which we conflate into the devil. We tend to call the devil, Satan, the enemy, and the um, deceiver. deceiver, thank you. All the same, same entity. And the, it, there's a period, a long period, that's covered in these texts more than 1,500 years. So the vision of who this is shifts a little bit over time. But the bottom line is, this is that which draws you away from God. This is that being. This is that power. This is that influence that draws you away from God. So exactly how you envision the devil isn't, isn't as important as understanding that, that this anti-godness is serious, real stuff. I mean, wear what you want for Halloween, but there, this, is, this, is, this is the bottom line of human defiance against God is we want to make our own decisions. We want to follow our own reasoning. We want to do it our way. And there is plenty in our world that invites us to do that and that will convince us to do that. So get a picture in your mind of who, who the devil is, who the enemy is, who the opposition is to God's will. And then think about it. Jesus went out in the, in the desert and fasted for 40 days. Anybody here fasted for 40 days? Anybody here fasted for any days? How many days? Couple? Okay. For you? A week. A week. Wow. How, was that on purpose? Yes. And how was it? <laughs> I think the maximum I've ever done is four days, and that was a long time ago. Um, and when we talk about fasting, fasting really means refraining from self-indulgence, which is why there are, there are places in the psalm where it says, is this the fast that you, that you want? And then a fast is specified. Fast doesn't always mean complete abstention from food. It, it means abstention from overindulgence. But we tend to focus on food, and in this story, it's certainly about food. And... I think sometimes that because Jesus was Jesus, we kind of blow past the 40-day fasting thing. Like, yeah, but it was Jesus. You know? Yeah, it was Jesus. Okay, one of the things that we have, are told about Jesus is that Jesus was fully human, even as Jesus was fully God. And in this story, Jesus was hungry. This wasn't a, you know, 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for, just a formal ritual that he was going through so that the devil could tempt him. He was fasting to make room, because this is the beginning of his ministry in Matthew, to make room for that which God was calling him to do in teaching and preaching and ultimately going to the cross. So he was hungry. Now, has anybody in here ever done anything that was extremely uncomfortable for the benefit of somebody else? Anyway, no? Amanda, I know, has. Amanda, have you ever done anything that's extremely uncomfortable for the benefit of somebody else? Oh, absolutely. Such as? (laughs) You had two children. Yes. That's an example of doing something that is miserable. And, and what I'm told is that sometimes the whole 40 weeks are miserable. Sometimes the last few weeks are miserable. Uh, in many cases, the delivery itself is miserable. And at that time... There's a reason that people go through it. Now, that may or may not be what you're focused on at the moment. But, for example, with Amanda, she went through it once and then chose to go through it again. Right? For the benefit of these children and her family. So Jesus chose to go through this fasting, this preparation and survived it for the benefit of those that Jesus came to bless, for the benefit of us, knowing that it was going to be miserable, and probably having many, many moments where we wanted to go, yeah, you know what I'm out. Right? He didn't. But I bet he had moments where he wanted to. Because if you're doing something like that, and maybe you've prepared for a marathon or a competition, and and maybe you've been in search and rescue and had to stay up for a ridiculous amount of hours in, you know, rain and snow in order to, to rescue somebody. Or maybe you've had to spend months at the bedside of a parent as the parent was unable to care for him or herself. And you go through it for the benefit of that person. So in, at the end of this, when he is at his weakest, he's been fasting, at his weakest physically. But what else has he been doing? He went out into the desert to fast and what else? Pray, yeah. Pray and wait for the Lord. So he was be he was being strengthened strengthened for his ministry. But when we start to participate in Lent, it is tempting for some of us. Tempting to want to 
give up something or practice a, a new almsgiving practice or prayer practice that is, is hard on us, in order, or hard on ourselves, in order to follow as Jesus called. There are practices that help you grow spiritually. And if, if, I mean, you're certainly encouraged during Lent to fast and practice almsgiving and acts of charity and prayer. But not for the sake of being miserable, not for the sake of achieving a particular time frame of going without, let's say purple. I gave up purple one year. I gave up optional purple one year. Uh, it was hard for me, for me that counts. But anyway, not for the sake of making it 40 days, but to make room and to be reminded that this period isn't for us to do for ourselves. It's not for us to do enough fasting or enough almsgiving or enough praying for us to become better. Right? It's to make room because, as Amanda said with the kids, Jesus already did that work. Jesus already did that work. It is God who makes us better, it is God who claims us. It is God who says, I love you as you are, you're good enough. And I will fill you. And the more you make room for me, the more I will. I will be able to, to be present with you. But not because God's going to love you more, but because we're making some space to receive that. Even during Lent, when you're, when you're going through these practices, when you're focusing on repentance, which is a very good practice, which some of us also try to blow past, when you're focused on repentance, Remember, you're not repenting so that you'll be better, so that you'll be loved, so that you'll be good enough, so that you'll be a better Christian. You're made a better Christian by the love of Christ. That's what makes it. And so if, if you do go through something that's very challenging for the benefit of somebody else, you realize, yeah, this I'm doing this for a reason I will survive it. Jesus went through this for us. It wasn't fun. It was hard. But that's what draws us to him. That's what draws us in to God's kingdom. As you fast and pray and give, do acts of charity and repent this season, Allow God to do the work that Jesus has already done in the desert and on the cross. Allow God space to work in you. Because that's the gift of grace that we get. And this time, while it can be sometimes an arduous time, depending on how we approach Lent, it's a gift. It's a gift saying, slow down and receive. Slow down and receive that which Jesus already did for you.
slow down and receive that which God is doing in you. And be transformed. Be transformed so that by the time we're celebrating resurrection this year, well, we celebrate resurrection every week, but celebrating Easter this year, you'll be experiencing God differently. Knowing God did it, I just kind of had to let it happen. Let us confess together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Sustained by God's abundant mercy, let us pray for the church, the world, and all of creation. You alone are God. Sustain your church in times of wilderness. Give vision and wisdom to bishops, their staff, and all entrusted with the ministry of administration. Counsel all who faithfully lead your people into the future. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You create verdant gardens and expansive deserts. Tend to the needs of every living creature. Bless those who work in fields and orchards, shipping and stores, that the world is nourished by the fruits of their labor. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You know our temptations. Sustain those who govern and legislate. Instill in them a sense of your justice and righteousness, that equity and peace would pervade all the regions and nations of the world. Merciful God, you are a hiding place for all in distress. Draw near to exiles and accompany all refugees and immigrants, especially children who travel alone. In times of trouble, trauma, or illness, surround your people with your steadfast love. We lift up the people of Turkey, Syria, and Ukraine. Merciful God, 
we offer abundance to all. Bless the ministries of hospitality in this place. Care for those who tend to the needs of others, especially worship planners, hospitality volunteers, and those who refill supplies and nursery attendants. Merciful God, you prepare us to witness to you. Guide Presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon Lyseth of our sister synod, the Alaska Southeast Cluster, Pastor Karen Perkins, and Good Shepherd, Wasilla. May their witness to your majesty inspire others to bold acts of love and compassion for others. Merciful God. And for what else do the people of God pray? and don't feel like they have any more. You alone are God. We praise you for the faithful departed in every age. Unite our prayers with theirs until our wilderness journey is complete and we rest in you. Merciful God, receive our prayer. We lift our prayers to you, O God, trusting in your steadfast love and your promise to renew your whole creation through Jesus Christ, our Savior. part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We Encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Let us pray. God of good gifts, receive these and all our offerings as we present them in faithful service for the sake of your gospel. Prepare our hearts to receive you in this meal as you pour out your very presence through Jesus Christ the wellspring of eternal life. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us announce together the mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. God, the giver of love, Christ, the resurrection and the life, and the Holy Spirit of rebirth, bless you in your Lenten journey. Peace, follow the way of Jesus. Thanks be to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 9.30. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, Current COVID policy and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.